0: <laughs> invasion On the outside looking and he in.
1: What's going on people? We are back Another episode, another week, another edition Of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast I am one half of your host Mind of Reese Reese Williams, Maurice Williams All of the above I am joined as always Graciously, respectfully Humbly by my co host Mr. Michael Bibbs, Mike Bibbins, Bibbs Corner, all of the above. How you feeling, brother?
0: I mean, that was a bit much on the intro, but uh doing hey, all right. Now, look, be grateful. <laughs> all
1: right. Be grateful. I, I could have phoned it in. I could have phoned it in. That's true. I'll take it. <laughs> Everybody can't be you with the introductions and the, and the names. All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> But, as usual, you know, uh, you know the routine we're back, end of the week, end of the week for the Dallas Mavericks. we back to recap the games a little bit, hopefully a bit shorter this time, hopefully a bit shorter this time. This is actually an odd week. I don't know, in my opinion, it was an odd week for the Mavericks, but maybe we should jump right into it. What do you think? Jump right into it
0: yeah let's let's do it
1: Monday, Oklahoma City thunder. We came out with a W. Oh, I'm sorry, not the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Oklahoma City Blue, because this was the G League team. So <laughs> uh we came out with the W 127 to 106. Uh I I really don't have much to say about this game. They walked out with the W they were supposed to. Double digit victory. KP and Luca showed up. Tippy showed up. That's really all we needed to win this. Uh yeah. anything from you that you notice that you want to speak no. on?
0: Not really. Um it was th- it was a thunder. I mean if we had if that game had been close, it would have been a problem. It would have been something to talk about, but you know, we showed up, we did what we had to do, and I mean it is what it is. I'm not I'm not spending too much time on that one.
1: All right, so we can quickly move on to the next one. Wednesday, uh at Boston. Uh we came out with a victory, uh closer than it should have been, honestly. Uh 113 to 108. Uh, I'll let you take this one to start it off. What did you see in this Boston game that uh, you liked or didn't like?
0: Let me pull this one up real quick because –
1: I think I know we're both going to speak on what we didn't like, but, you know.
0: Yeah, I want to look at this one. So, in this game, you know, we had a big lead for a while there. And then at the end of the game, Rick Carlisle decided to overcoach, in my opinion. Uh, We started trying too hard. I want to say the last five minutes, we started trying extra hard to attack Kemba Walker, no matter what, to the point where, well, first of all, KP played two minutes in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And then when he was in there, there was a possession where we have him out above the three-point line. We have Luka out above the three-point line. We have Josh Richardson with the ball on the other side of the court, setting up a post-up, For Dorian Finney-Smith because Dorian Finney-Smith is the one that has Kemba on him. That went about as well as you would expect. The ball ended up out of bounds, and then fortunately, we uh, we had like a half a second on the clock, and Luca caught it and like heaved a half court three. And quite honestly, if he doesn't hit that shot, we might lose this game because I want. Did it get to three at some point? I think it got to three.
1: I believe so. Yes.
0: So we held on to win by five, but. Uh, KP doesn't play because, according to Rick, Boston went small, so we can't play our second best player, which is fucking stupid.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's it. That's that's just insane to me. I know we're not supposed to spend too long on these <laughs> games. <laughs> this episode, the bro. rest of them
0: don't matter. Yeah.
1: Go I understand. I, I, I'm going to let you finish before I get to it. Go ahead.
0: Okay. All right. So. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're trying to keep these short, but this is the one that I think we had to talk about the most, really. Uh, yeah, it, I don't know how you come out of a game as a head coach, watch your team blow a lead without Porzingis on the court. It's not like he was on the court when they were blowing the lead. Like, you didn't even give him a chance to be a difference maker, to be a factor, to be to use his height as an advantage, his size as an advantage on one end of the court. So we're just going to watch them walk down our lead because of some perceived advantage they have if Porzingis is on the court defensively. These motherfuckers on the court weren't stopping nobody. So what What's the At point? All. What did you accomplish? And then he's... I'm not going to say that word. These fans... <laughs> <laughs> these fans support this and say, oh, it's smart and the modern basketball. Man, what the hell are y'all talking about? Basketball is basketball. You put the basketball in the basket. The taller person has an easier chance at doing it close to the rim. That's the way it's always been.
1: Basketball is a give-and-take game. You take what the other team gives you. The other team is giving you the height event. How do you allow a team to to get you to take your second best player out of an entire fourth quarter. Not the first quarter, not the second quarter, the fourth quarter. No. A fourth quarter where they put up 35 points where in the first three quarters they they didn't crack 30 at all. I and a lot of people I get what y'all saying. Oh, well, KP had the height advantage. Y'all I mean, uh they had the size advantage uh this mismatch. Uh, Y'all wanted Rick to make adjustments, so he did. That's not the adjustment you make. The adjustment you should make is keeping KP in the game and finding a way to use his height as an advantage instead of seeing it as a disadvantage.
0: Not only is that bad basketball, in my opinion, because, again, if we're trying to build something for the future, like if we're trying to build toward playoff victories and things like that by – just allowing a team to dictate when KP can play, you're telling the rest of the league that they can do that too. Right. And you're telling KP that you don't believe in him or trust him. So I I don't, I don't, there's no way you're, you're not, there's no, you can put all the statistical analysis and whatever in front of me. There's no way that what you can call that a smart decision. And you can't even say it worked based on the results. outscored by 12 points in the fourth quarter we scored the least amount of points of any quarter in the fourth quarter we allowed the most points of any quarter in the fourth quarter
1: you put your best players on the court in the fourth quarter period and you find a way to make it work
0: right i like advantages go both ways if they have an advantage in speed on one end and we have the advantage in size on the other end it doesn't even necessarily mean force feed kp Luca's bigger than all their dudes at this point. Exactly, and they weren't even using Luca like that. Like he was still he was launching half court threes on half of these possessions because we just had no motion because we were trying so hard to attack Kemba Walker with these randos that can't dribble the basketball. I, I'm done with that, man. I'm off.
1: But I will say, thank God we came away with the victory. Because if we lost that game, this would be the longest segment we've ever spent (laughs) on one game since we started this podcast. Because we would have flamed him like Johnny Storm. I swear to God. But we got the victory. That's all that matters. Just don't let no stupid shit like that happen again. Please. (laughs) On to to (laughs) the next. Uh, Last night, uh, Friday at New York, we played the Knicks. Uh, I guess we can basically do two segments with this. Uh,
0: yeah, we'll come back. To it the other one.
1: Come back to it. No, we'll that. come back
0: to that second part, that second part.
1: Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Rick, uh, tested, uh, I believe it was a false positive, right? I believe so.
0: Cause he was with the team today. So okay.
1: yeah. Uh, and um, Jamal Mosley stepped in as head coach, and we got the victory uh, out of the New York Knicks. Great showing by Maxi playing great defense on Julius Randle. Uh, I mean, I kind of expected us to come out with this victory. This is another one of those okay, cool. You went in there to do what you needed to do, not right. gonna applaud a fish for swimming. On to the next.
0: <laughs> so, I will say a couple things first of all. <laughs> Like you said, Maxi brought the clamps out for Julius Randle. I think he was like 5 for 20, something Mm -hmm. like that for the field. Um, KP was ass just trying way too hard against his old team, which is what he does, right? Um, Trying to do too much. The Knicks are one of the best defensive teams in the league, so it was an ugly game and continue to be that way uh fortunately for us the knicks never got any offense going and when they started trying to force feed randall in the fourth against maxi it just didn't work and that's when we pulled away so um i think the one thing well you know what i'll save that for that second portion because it's related to that we'll we'll come back to us but yeah we took care of business That, that was the most important thing
1: okay and uh tonight a game i missed because of stupid ass blackouts
0: I going to halfway touch on that too. Give me a second. A spider just jumped out of nowhere, and I need to find that bitch.
1: <laughs> Leave this <laughs> in. Leave this in, please. I'm
0: dead ass. Like, hold up, man. That bitch was. <laughs> what the fuck did he do?
1: Boy got Charlotte in his room. Nah, son. That thing was.
0: It came across my keyboard. I was like, first I thought it was a regular bug, and then I was like, that has eight legs. <laughs> <laughs> Man, He ran both ways across my keyboard Then slid through the slit And now I don't know where this bitch
1: is He gonna fuck with you when you're sleeping You gonna wake up with superpowers That's why
0: I said I ain't gonna sleep tonight at this point
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh lord Glad it wasn't a bird Man, look. I,
0: I, I might welcome a bird I might welcome a bird right now
1: Nah did you see that video of a dude running from the ostrich On Twitter
0: I've seen one. I don't know if it's the same one.
1: Where the ostrich tripped?
0: Oh, no. I didn't see that one. Oh, wait. I might have. Was he, like, riding it?
1: No. He was, like, I guess he was trying to taunt it or something. He (laughs) ran away, and the ostrich tripped and fell in the water.
0: I definitely didn't see that.
1: (laughs) I'd have shit myself. But anyway.
0: Man, I don't know where the spider went, man.
1: Yeah, you ain't going to find that damn spider. That thing was Uh, big. All right. I'm gonna try to put it out of my mind. Uh, Oh, man. Stupid ass blackout games. I missed the game against the Washington Wizards. You told me I wasn't missing much. Clearly, I wasn't. We went in, did what we were supposed to do, Uh, got the victory 109 to 87. So, uh, you're gonna have to carry this game. What did you see? What did you like? like?
0: Yeah, like like you said, wasn't really much to report. Uh, There were a ton of injuries. Uh, Maxie didn't play. KP was resting. Josh Richardson didn't play. Apparently, Maxie and Josh Richardson are going to be quote-unquote day-to-day, so we'll see what's happening with that. Uh, obviously, Tyrell Terry's still out. Willie Collie stein is out. So, Bobon and Nicola Melli got the to start tonight. First um, of all, that's
1: not a good look considering the stretch we're about to go into. But
0: Yeah, this is the wrong time to be losing everybody to injury. Um, I'm trying to see if I can get the box score real quick. Here we go. Because Melly actually ended up with a solid line. Pull it up real quick. Melly finished with uh, 10 and 8 with three assists. It was plus 22 on the night, which was the best on the team. Um, he looks like a a guy. like He looks like he knows where to be. He makes all the right cuts and stuff like that. There were a couple right. of plays where he like ran baseline, and Luca was just so used to his teammates not being in those places that he didn't even see them the last second but like in the future that's a play i could see him hitting um so even if jj reddick never ends up playing for us which is a possibility in my head i um i think meli could end up being a good rotational guy like as a backup to maxi um right now and then brunson of course had a big game 19 points off the bench a lot of love for him uh he's getting a max contract anyway
1: that's pretty much it i'm sorry what you just Never
0: mind. Not a max max. I think his max is like four years fifty-four mil next year. And he's getting every dollar. Yes, he's getting every dollar of that.
1: How many is that a
0: year? Uh I think the first year will be twelve, but average it comes out to like 13 and a half.
1: Okay, that's that's actually yeah. He deserves that much. Uh okay, so moving on. Uh, moving on to the second part of the uh Knicks game, we were discussing. Uh, Jamal Mosley got his first start as head coach, uh, Rick Carlisle, um, missing the game due to a false positive. Uh, what did you really see as far as differences between coaching?
0: So, really, there wasn't a ton as far as the flow of the game, but. Mm-hmm we it's like widely known that Mosley is Luca's guy. Mm-hmm. Like that's the guy that Luca's talking to on the bench. That's the guy that gets the, that warms up with him, and things like that. And uh Luca's vibes on the court <laughs> where like he was having fun. Uh, even when he was mad, he was having fun. Were you watching late in the game?
1: No, no, not late in the game. I wasn't because uh, I watched like the first three quarters. I was watching it at work, so that was already you know, I was, I was doing something I shouldn't have been doing. But I'm the boss. Who cares? <laughs> uh, but yeah, the last quarter I did not watch. But so, I was gonna say I saw Luca's. I saw a quote from Luca after the right. game. That was right.
0: So yeah, we it was a pretty close game actually until like the last couple of minutes where Rick would have tightened up and had us doing goofy stuff like he's been doing for the past couple of years late in games. Uh, Rick, Luca, I don't know if this is a quote you're talking about, Luca basically said that Mosley brought him over and said, hey, let's get some stops and just play basketball. Like he didn't say, oh, let's run this and run that. He was like, just play basketball because, and that's a sign of trust. And the plays that Luca was making down the stretch were, like loose basketball, like it was street basketball, like on the playground with your buddies type stuff. Uh, got a pick and roll, got a dunk for uh, Dwight Powell. um I think he had a step back on one of the plays, like, and he was having fun. He got like a, he drove down the lane and dunked and like swung on the rim and pulled himself up and like looked the ref <laughs> dead in the eye, like throw me out, I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> and like came back up the court laughing, like, hey, what is what it is, they didn't call it. Um, and this was after he had just gotten a tech for yelling and one and on a,
1: one he
0: did. on an earlier play, and he was laughing about that like in a way that he usually doesn't laugh, like you could just tell he was in a very good mood, and I really think that that is the Mosley effect. Um, and then you know, the guys greeting Mosley in the locker room with the water shower, and like everybody was hyped like they can't do that type of stuff with Rick Carlisle,
1: right? Like, what. Recall I've been around for years. What they gonna celebrate him for? <laughs> so when you have a t- a
0: guy like Luca who's very emotional and fiery and wants to have fun, I feel like you need a coach that matches his energy in a certain sense. Like he doesn't need a strict disciplinarian coach right now in his career. In my I opinion.
1: Agree. I agree. It's a coach that's gonna let him loose. Right. Let him do his thing. Apart this is it's kind of ironic I'm referencing this player but a part of the reason Trey Young was able to become what he would but he became so early is because he struggled during, you know, his uh rookie season in the first half and granted it had a lot to do with the Hawks being bad but his coach just let him do his own thing. <clears throat> his coach let him do his own thing. He found his groove and now he's Ice Trey, which for me I think that's one of the best nicknames in the league i'm just saying but he's ice track yeah maybe if he had a coach who was stricter he wouldn't have he would have become that eventually because he has the talent but it probably wouldn't have been that soon the coach probably would have had him playing in a certain system or had him playing a certain way so you know i don't it just goes more into what you've been saying for like the last year that jamal mosley to be the head coach of the dallas mavericks
0: and there were some people that were putting the Luca quote out there as if he said that jamal mosley could be the
1: coach that's the one i was talking about that's the quote i was talking about
0: so some people were saying the coach some people were saying a coach and when i saw the the quote i personally thought it was like a translation thing like english is like his third or fourth language Right. So, like, I could easily see a the, a situation being mixed up. So I didn't read too much into it, but some people were.
1: I didn't really look, I didn't really think about it like the trend. It could be a, like a lost in translation kind of thing. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, maybe I was looking at it way too literal. I had to remember he's not, English isn't his first language, so.
0: And I'll tell you, like, I was on a Slovenian podcast the other day. Uh, it's actually coming out tomorrow and um before we went on the guy um what's his name oh man i'm i hate what i'm terrible with names let me get my man's name
1: right uh what's the name, name of the name? podcast the slovenian podcast podcast
0: it's uh his name is uh matej it's uh sport info and uh his youtube channel is just sportinfo.si. He said that. Uh, let me see the DM. He told me where it's gonna be. Uh, I don't mean to be doing plugs right now. <laughs> uh, but he's he said he the pod's been going on the Slovenian Basketball Federation website and he's also gonna put it on the podcast. He'll send me the link so I'll make sure I get it out. But uh, Matej was telling me like in Slovenia, the way it works is uh, because it's such a small country, like they learn English from second grade till the end of high school. And he said, you know, Luca would have started learning English, but, you know, he left in the middle of his schooling to go play pro basketball. Right. So when he got to Spain, he started learning Spanish. And so his English is not as great as most Slovenians even really, Uh, which was interesting to me, but I get it. Like, it makes sense
1: right that does make sense uh he was too focused uh crossing niggas over um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah i would like you know it would be fun to see where the team could go with jamal Mosley as head coach maybe a nice young energetic coach could uh put the team over the top and yeah. change the way we play change the direction of the team in a way that Carlisle couldn't but and that's, chance of that happening I swim.
0: And, and I'll even piggyback on that. and this was part of the thing that we talked about on that podcast is like with Mosley, and it just was ironic that we had the conversation about Mosley specifically because this was before like we got the announcement during the podcast actually that Mosley was going to be coaching. Uh, so it was just worked out perfectly. but we have a culture issue in Dallas. We can't attract free agents. Mosley is younger he's tapped into the culture and the players around the league love coach Mosley. Mm-hmm. So that changes the entire dynamic of our recruiting and everything. If coach Mosley is there. And I think Luke is just a freer, more loose, fun player. With, and Carlisle, with has a bit of a bad,
1: Carlisle has a bit of a bad reputation. Right. But speaking of change. <laughs> i kind of forced that one in there speaking of change uh we i kind of put a tweet out earlier uh, uh that kind of had a bit of people in the Mavs twitter community talking about uh john collins and why uh fans want to give him the max and you suggested a free agency segment so uh i'm gonna pass the reins to you i'm gonna pass the car keys to you for this segment <laughs> since uh you have the list a bit. So let's get to talking what you got for me.
0: So, yeah, um, I actually did this in preparation for that other podcast, but it ended up not coming up because I kept saying controversial things that we had to dive deeper into. This is another plug for y'all to go listen to that podcast.
1: Um, you said controversial. I may have to go listen now.
0: <laughs> I mean, like I, I was going in on the whole organization. But anyway, um, that I hope the Slovenian put people are, are appreciative because I think I feel like we're on the same wavelength. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. so the Dallas Mavericks going into free agency this year, we're going to have, this is pretty much it as far as our ability, our flexibility to, to set ourselves up for the future and to figure out what we're going to do before Luka's max contract runs out in five years. So Kristaps, we know is locked in. We're not worried about that. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a free agent. You know, I've been back and forth on the Tim Hardaway Jr., but at this point, I'm ready to accept at a bare minimum he needs to be resigned, retained, whatever. And I don't care what the money is, quite honestly. It can be 20 mil.
1: I will say 2021. 20, between 20 and 22 is the max for me. Yeah.
0: Like I'm not going 25 mil, nothing like
1: that. But nah. yeah, he,
0: he 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 can get that twenty. I don't. I, it, is, it is what it is at this point. Um, at a bare minimum, he's a guy that can live up to that salary enough that if we need to trade him in a couple years, we can do that. So again, you have to retain assets. We know we can keep him. Might as well do it, and we can go over the cap to do so. It's time for Mark Cuban to start spending some coins again. Doge coin, whatever. Whatever kind of coin he need to spend, Doge, Bit, whoever it is, he need to be spending it.
1: Doge and Bit.
0: <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't care. Like Okay, J.J. Reddick, coming off the books. We will not be retaining J.J. Reddick. He's going to Brooklyn. He's going to the Knicks. Whatever. Uh, what
1: is his salary?
0: Right now, it's thirteen mil. Okay. So, again, he's probably going to take a vet minimum to go be with his family. Congratulations to the family, man. I et cetera, and so forth. Josh Richardson has a player option for 11.6 mil. I cannot see anybody paying this man.
1: Somebody will. You think so? Yes.
0: There's going to be a team
1: out there that pays him. Not a lot of money, Okay. but if it's like... Well, granted, he might opt in unless he just has ill feelings towards the team, but if he doesn't opt in and he becomes a free agent, I could see someone paying him around what he's getting now. Interesting. A team's going to be desperate enough. Like even
0: if he opts out, you mean?
1: Yeah, if he opts out and becomes a free agent, I see okay. a team paying him around what he's getting paid now, like 11 mil, 12 mil.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that's there's three ways it goes. One, he opts in, and we can trade him or keep him. Two, he opts out and goes to another team, which I'm not sure. I feel like he they claim he wanted to be here. We'll see how much that means depending on how the rest of the season goes. And then three, he opts out, and we still re-sign him to a new deal. Maybe it's less money. Maybe it's the same money. Maybe it's more money. I would say, again, another asset. I would I would re-sign him. I just would not be committed to him
1: being a starting two guard. Or, fourth option, he opts in and we keep him.
0: Okay, yeah, we could opt in and keep That's him. That's an option,
1: because going into the last offseason, we thought the minute Tim opt in, we were going to be trading him, but
0: Well, the situation that happened there, the league messed us up because they actually put the uh, the opt in deadline after. Was it after the draft? Yeah, I think it was after the draft. And I thought that if we if they had done it before the draft and like we got a call about him after he opted in, like that was the only time we could have traded him. Like the fact that they put it after the draft and he smartly waited until after the draft to opt in that uh that kind of changed the way we were able to handle that situation
1: i see i see
0: like the seth Curry drag happened during the draft like you can imagine if tim hardaway was an option that teams would have been calling about him
1: yeah we probably would have been able to move up with that first round pick
0: right like we probably could have got a lottery pick at that point um and i think what we wanted holliburton right like we we probably could have got up there
1: Um, i would have loved that
0: yeah but now would I just put? I had never even thought about that until you just mentioned that thing, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I did want Tim Hardaway to be traded," at that point. But so yeah, hopefully I, they haven't scheduled because you know the schedule's all crazy right now. They haven't said when the opt-in deadline is gonna officially be. I don't think. Right. Um, but if it's before the draft, that gives us some flexibility there. With Josh Richardson, uh, Maxie's locked in. Luca obviously is locked in. Nicola Lamelli, I think he's kind of made a statement here to where we might be able to bring him back for a very low salary.
1: I'll hold out, gentlemen. That's still time, right? I'm not, I wouldn't
0: be mad at it today, especially for the low. Like he's making four million right now. He probably thought he was about to be out of the league, so <laughs> if we can get him on a vet minimum. I'm, I'm with it. I Willie will be back, Dorian and Finney Smith will be back. They'll both be going into the last year of their contracts. Uh Bobot is gonna be expired. I'm not sh- that's an interesting situation.
1: I can see them bringing Bobon back on a
0: cheap deal. I could as well. Uh Trey Burke is gonna be locked in. Uh, definitely a trade option.
1: Trade the fuck out of him. I don't care if it's for two- <laughs> fucking second round. I don't care if it's for a second-round draft pick. Trade that motherfucker. I, I agree. Make I mother- can't believe I almost bought a Trey Burke jersey. Oh man.
0: You were really driven.
1: It was after the bubble.
0: I understand the bubble was crazy. He was, he was fighting for his life <laughs>
1: in the bubble. Facts. You could tell.
0: Oh man. man he survived.
1: <laughs> they don't give a shit now.
0: <laughs> right. He's like, Hey, I'm locked in three years. now I made $10 million in the bubble. Boy, I'll tell you. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving forward. The rookie, Josh Green and Tyrell Terry, they'll both be locked in. Brunson's locked in for his last year. And again, he's getting the max next year as well. Uh, Tyler Bay and Hinton. not sure. I don't think we're going to re-sign Hinton. Um, Tyler Bay, they claim they loved him coming in, but he don't get no love on the court. So I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. Because again, he's a two-way guy. So they either need to convert his, contra- or his uh, contract into a full contract or maybe try to two-way him again, but he may
1: not accept that. So I would like to see him come back. I would like to see uh, most of the rookies come back. but (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) we don't know with this team. So with that said, we're going to have a few spots, and we're going to have a few strengths and weaknesses. So here's where I stand on what we need to add. One, we need an actual big man that can body somebody up a little bit and also be able to move, sorry, bobon. <laughs> I don't wanna see Dwight Powell on the court at all next year.
1: I don't wanna see Dwight Powell on the roster.
0: that would be perfect, but if <laughs> we that contract is ugly, right, <laughs> so. In a perfect scenario, Dwight Powell is the human victory cigar. He's only getting off the bench in a blowout to play with the rookies. Like, he he is what Boban is right now.
1: He is um, what Jawan Howard was on those uh, victory <laughs> <laughs>
0: That Yeah, that, that's, that's Dwight Powell. Like, he's a great locker room guy, great buddy, but uh, he don't need to be on the basketball court or that team is not a championship type caliber type team. So – Need a big man that's better than all the guys we have in front of us. And that big man also needs to be able to step up and be able to accidentally score 20 points if we're going to be resting KP again next year.
1: That's hard to find.
0: Well, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, The second thing that is a must, and I actually prioritize this over the first thing, we need another player that we can ISO. And I'm not saying just to ISO, but a player we can give the ball and watch them go get a
1: bucket. Yes. For me, that's more important than the big man. So you agree. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I need to see a player that can score the basketball by themselves. And that player needs to be replacing Dorian Finney Smith in this starting lineup or Josh Richardson. And if we can replace both even better. I'm fine with Maxi starting with KP. It works for me, but we can't have Maxi and then two other guys that are primarily defenders. Right. We need another bucket out there with Luca.
1: Just standing out there stationary waiting for Luca to do something.
0: Right. So I made a list as you as you alluded to earlier. And here's the list. The first list. the list. (laughs) The first list. Big names, so big big guys that are probably going to want a little bit of coin that have done things perhaps and both of these guys had a good run in the six DeMar DeRozan
1: Oh Oh God What what did you think I said? No, I know what you said That's why I'm saying, oh God You said they had a good run in the six which means I like one of the. Go ahead, go ahead.
0: (laughs) So one of them is Demar Derozan, obviously. Right, obviously.
1: I'm
0: in. I'm with it. Whatever we got to pay, I'm all in. Whatever the the other highest team bidding is offering, I'll go 33 percent above it.
1: Well, wait a minute. 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 I ain't forgiving it. Max.
0: No, not a max. Not a max. Not a max. Okay. Now Kyle Lowry is the other one.
1: Yeah, I know
0: here's this fucking spider. Hold the fuck
1: up. Oh my god.
0: Got him. I think. Did he die? Where the guts at? What the heck?
1: Yo, nah, he, bro. He survived. What the you just pulled up on that spider like Godzilla pulled up on Kong? No cap.
0: Nah, <laughs> the spider. He survived. I thought I crushed him. Oh, I did. All right, he did. Hold up. Let me hold. Let me strap. I got to put a hole in this mouth. Did you hear that crunch?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Oh, all right. Oh, we're going to sleep good tonight. Pulled up like
1: this again? He pulled up on me. Like, he
0: came straight at me. Like, he was coming straight across my table at my face. Like, he was about to pounce. Oh, man. He gone now. R.I.P. to this dude. Pour out one. We smoking all spider pack tonight.
1: Hey, man, Look. Dude ain't even got a name. You just calling them by a species. Hey man, come on. His nickname is Spider.
0: With no
1: So is my nickname person? Human. <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean,
0: <laughs> Me, you know, uh, what, what they call them. Uh never mind. I ain't,
1: we we've gotten off
0: track. Uh we were talking about basketball <laughs> like five seconds ago. We're talking <laughs>
1: about Kyle Lowry, and I, I feel like never mind. I'm committed murder on the pot.
0: Um so yeah, Kyle Lowry said he wanted 2 years 20 or 50 million. Is that too rich for your blood?
1: Um no. Actually uh no. Kyle Lowry is what? 32, 33, 34. 34. Oh yeah. shit! Oh. <laughs> um I don't know, man. Part of me is like, man, we give him 25 million, we don't know what he's going to look like uh next year let alone two years. But looking at who he is now, right. yeah, he can contribute, but is his contribution worth 25 million?
0: So, here's where I'm at with it. He would not be my first option. DeRozan would be no. my first option. DeRozan would definitely be my first option. But I love what he does, and I love that he's clutch.
1: I agree. And he would have a much reduced role,
0: like right now, he's still doing 17, 7, and 5. Okay, that's that, that's not to be laughed at or sneezed at.
1: To be honest, all we would really need from him is probably like 15, 7, and 5. 15, six, five or five. four, 15, eight, and five, whatever. We don't need him to score much, honestly, especially if we keep Timmy around.
0: And let me look at his, he's shooting, still shooting 39% from three this year. Um, 39 this year, he was 35, 34 the prior two years. So he's actually up from the past couple of years, but he's shot over 40% before. And I think that, even like like we just said, even if he slips a little bit, like 2010, when he was in Houston, right? This was before he was in his prime. Like he's gonna slip back to those type of numbers, mm-hmm. those pre prime numbers. He was doing 14, six, and four and a half. Like it's not bad. I could live with that. I can live with that.
1: On on efficient on good efficiency. And also, when you pay $25 million for a guy like like Kyle Lowry, you're not just paying for stat line production, Right. You're paying for a locker room leader. You're paying for championship DNA, championship caliber. You're paying for a guy who has experience in the playoffs. You're paying for a floor general, somebody who knows. He's not a Rajon Rondo or Chris Paul, but he's been around long enough to know these things hey, you need to be here. You need to be on this place on the court. Someone who could teach Luca a few things. Who so knows? By,
0: and most importantly, this is something I've mentioned before, somebody that can tell Luca something and ha- actually get Luca to listen because Luca right. has not played with that person. At all. We have no vets on this team. Not not baller vets. Like Kyle Lowry is a guy that's going to be on the court with Luca, Not some dude at the end of the bench they, that's a mentor, but a guy exactly. that's actually playing 25, 30 minutes a night with him in the trenches
1: so yeah you know what thinking on it maybe 25 million is 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 not too much but it wouldn't be my first choice maybe not even my second choice i'm not sure
0: i I respect that DeRozan is still my first so those are the big two those are the big two those are the vets the the guys i'm willing to give money to that are vets right did you have any other vets that you maybe had in mind or or was it one of those guys, and I'm talking about big time like a guy that's going to really, really contribute?
1: Uh, come back to me on that. I'm gonna okay. look up a list. Come back right. to me on that.
0: So then we get to the mid level guys, and these are guys that are mostly in their 20s that have shown at least signs of being able to do big things, not necessarily all star level things, but can, like I said earlier, accidentally score 20 points here and there, can step up in a situation and help out and do things that do that are better than the guys that we have in these roles currently essentially Uh, because we have to upgrade the starting lineup and i'm going to name these guys i think there's six yeah otto porter jr okay dennis schroeder who apparently turned down a big extension from the Lakers. I don't know. I don't think the money was the problem because it was the max that he could have. I don't think he wants to be uh, in LeBron's shadow either. I think he's one of those guys that wants to make his own name. Okay. <clears throat> so Dennis Schroeder, who could play that same like off guard that can take over in a stretch situation. He's fiery. He's competitive. I, I like Dennis Schroeder. Evan Fournier, who could score. Kelly Oubre, and I know that's controversial for a lot of people, but I, I could, I would take in Oubre because I think you could probably get him for the low right now. Okay. And he adds wing depth at the three of the four. And, again, fieriness, competitiveness. Spencer Dinwiddie.
1: Okay, I was, I was going to get to that name. Gotcha. Yep. Go
0: so Spencer Dinwiddie is a guy who could opt out. I don't know if he wants to be the 12th man on That <laughs> Brooklyn team right now,
1: I don't even uh, think he minds that. I just think he wants the money because he's only getting paid what, two right. million right now? He,
0: he could opt in for his 11, 10 or 11 million next year, or if he opts out, uh, he can get paid somewhere most likely. And right. then that nets obviously can't afford him. Um, so is an option. I think he probably wants a bigger role. I don't think he cares about riding coattails like KD. Um, <clears throat> and then finally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i just caught. okay I had, go get,
0: I had to squeeze that in there Rashawn holmes
1: okay
0: is the big name that people have been saying now i think people overstate his perimeter defense i don't think he's like maxi on the perimeter uh but he's willing to body people i've watched him like go into guys uh he has a nice mid-range floater So it's not just like he has to get to the rim to score every single time. Uh, He can hit a couple jump shots here and there. Uh, Not something I'm trying to depend on, but I've seen him do it. And he rebounds. Like he has had several 2010 type games. He could be another Christian Wood type uh, explosion in the right situation. Uh, Again, I'm not gonna, maybe not as high a level as Christian Wood showed when he's been healthy, but if he can give me 15, 10, 14 10 12 10 consistently on a nightly basis and then in those nights when kp rests he can get that 20 i'm i'm all in throw him a bag i don't care it's not my money
1: define a bag
0: i would do i would do 15 easy
1: okay that's fair i agree that's easy
0: and again if somebody else is offering 15 i could go to 17 that's i agree and I would live with it because I agree. assets, we got to, we got to steal somebody from somewhere
1: now, be- uh, better
0: than everybody else. We got on the roster.
1: though are, are those all the names for you?
0: That's the mid range. I got some like bargain basement type names also, but we can start there with, you got something you want to bring up.
1: uh, Just get your opinion on some things. Obviously I have to bring this name up. Do you see Chris Paul opting in? So, there were a lot of guys like that that are in
0: winning situations that I can't see them leaving. So, I, I can't see Chris Paul leaving the Suns if they maintain this like top one, two seed situation.
1: Like Mike Conley, either
0: Conley, same situation. I think they're top of the top of the West. I can't see him leaving that situation for a mystery team like us, who's a seven seed right now.
1: Okay, Will Barton.
0: Barton I'm not sure let me go back because he's another name I hesitated on but I didn't I said nah he's a
1: player option but I'm thinking he may really want the payday over staying in Denver so he's 30 and
0: we already have said age is not an issue um he's starting right now and is he not my trip yeah he started 41 games this year so there's a good chance he's starting still um Again, if the Nuggets make a run up the standings or he likes what they've got going, it's hard for me to see any of the guys leaving those type of situations. I mentioned Dinwiddie earlier but I think he's a, a different situation because he's not starting on that team. Um, so yeah, I, I, Barton, is, Barton is a possibility and I do like his game. I feel like it could easily accidentally be another Jay Rich situation though.
1: Okay. Okay. Last name, Norman Powell. Do you see Portland paying him?
0: So they traded for him, which leads me to believe they wanted to be in a position to. Right. Because that's the type of moves they make. They're smart. <laughs> um,
1: Foreign concept, so if, Alice.
0: <laughs> so again, if they do some, make some noise or if they have like a good battle in the playoffs, strong possibility of them retaining him. But if they don't, I'm I'm with it.
1: Okay, okay. That's all the names for me.
0: So, how do you feel about the names I gave? Was there any you are strongly against or strongly for?
1: Um, strongly against? No, I'm actually not against any of them. Uh, actually, no, I am Kelly Oubre. I don't. I'm not a fan of Kelly Oubre. Uh, I just depending on what we're paying him, I will be strongly against it. What's your cap? Fifteen million. You would give him 15? That's my cat.
0: I know. I was supposed to say, like, that's that's as high as you would go. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's that's fair. I don't even know if I would be willing to necessarily go that high.
1: And I wouldn't, look, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even debate it. If you would say, hey, I'm not going that high, I'd be like, hey, I get it. Lower the price okay. or move on. Yeah.
0: But again, I said I'm willing to overpay. Like, if right. that's what the overpay has to be, I'm with it. He's talented. He's more talented. Don't care what you think about his shooting percentages and shit like that. Like, he's
1: better. He's than more talented than the other wing we have other right. than Timmy.
0: Like, he can go get a bucket. He destroyed
1: right.
0: us. Let me interject Remind real quick. Me. Let me interject <laughs> real quick. <laughs> these Mavs fans have these strong opinions about players that cook our team. And it's just hilarious to me. Oh, he can't do this or that. Oh, he's not a he, we can't go after. It. He destroyed us. So what does that say about the guys on our team? If this guy is so buttons
1: that he's, he's one won? of those uh quote unquote versus Mavs All-Stars.
0: <laughs> <sighs> uh, anyway, we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> move
1: forward. So yeah. Uh, I think I think Rashawn Holmes is the person I'm uh I'm the most highest on, him or Evan Fournier. Okay. Um what about both? If we if got we can
0: both, get both, and that was sure. it. If we got both, and that was our off season.
1: If we got both, I'm happy with the off season.
0: Okay.
1: Uh Otto Porter is another one. Okay. Uh not sure what the range would be again. Actually, the range for him, uh, not going higher than 15.
0: I agree, just because of the health alone, if anything. Yeah.
1: Not going higher than fifteen, but if we can pull off a, if we can pull off a Otto Porter and Evan Fournier, right, and get like a bargain basement center with very good production, which I'm pretty sure there's going to be some. Would you like me to go with into my
0: bargain? Would you like me to go into that list?
1: Nice, nice transition. There you go. I set the <laughs> open up perfect. So, uh,
0: uh, Cody Zeller is on that list for me. Okay. Bob, is it Bobby?
1: Yeah, Bobby Portis. Okay, love Bobby Portis. Daniel Tice. I love I love Daniel Tice.
0: And Ennis Cantor.
1: Love Ennis Cantor. Okay. Well,
0: there's one more actually.
1: <clears throat> I'm listening.
0: Trey Lyles, because we we did. Okay, that's what I was about, about to say.
1: I was about to say. Wait, okay. I was about to say <laughs> I like that list, but I like Trey Lyles as well. Okay. Uh, Another name. Hear me out. Okay. Nerlens Noel. <laughs> I considered <laughs> it.
0: I considered it. But
1: I know I know there's some history. Our but team is petty. Towards the end <laughs> of his run with us, he played very well. I like Nerlens Noel. And he's still a very productive center.
0: He's a big part of the success of the Knicks. Right
1: now, and the, and the thing is with Nerlens Noel, if he gets switched onto a wing player on the perimeter, it's not an automatic Cook situation,
0: <laughs> right? It's very similar. He may to have a chance. Willie Collins Stein, like he knows how to use his length to at least be a
1: pest. Now I have a, uh, I have another center. Okay, JaVale McGee
0: do you think JaVale McGee would work for Rick? Like, how would he use him? Like, I don't think that he's going to use him consistently.
1: I mean, he played here before.
0: I know, but I mean, like, is he going to be another one of these guys that plays every now and then?
1: I would hope not. No, I would, I mean, you know what? Is Rick we talking about. shit. Uh, <laughs> you you have yeah. a point. Okay, so is that all of your bargain basement? That's my bargain
0: basement, Biggs.
1: Okay, uh, what's the rest? It's
0: not the whole basement. So the other guys on the list, Miami Heat just went and got Oladipo. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to have to pay him. Mm-hmm. I believe they have a player option. Or no, they have a team
1: option, right, on Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic. Wait, 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 wait. I thought you just skipped over going Drogic. You got going Drogic as bargain basement? I got him in the basement, man.
0: He hasn't okay. been healthy. He hasn't been healthy.
1: You know what? So that's, a that's a good point.
0: So when I say bargain basement, I mean below 10 mil. Oh, okay. All right. Do you that's think he's this be- is his
1: age as well. So, yeah.
0: Right. He's 34 also. He's, oh, he's, about, to, he's about to turn 35, actually.
1: Jesus. And like,
0: like you said, he's not Kyle Lowry. Right. So, so that's th- understandable. I think we can get him one because of Luca, two because the Heat have kind of replaced him, and you know he, he obviously wanted to do what they did in the bubble was special. And right, he had unfinished business, so I wasn't surprised that he resigned back to go back to Miami. But if the Magic isn't there again this this year, plus his role is pretty much gone, he's gonna want to play with Luca.
1: Of course. I can't see him not wanting to. So even
0: if he's not the only, like, say we get one of those other guards and, and Drogic, that just adds so much more versatility and depth to the team. I agree. So I'm with it no matter what the situation is. I want Dragic. For so many reasons. Uh, Doug McDermott is also on the list. Love Dougie McBuckets. And I kind of put, I put in quotation marks Melly because of what Melly's doing right now is kind of what I envision a McDermott role being. So if they retain Melly, maybe you don't have to get McDermott. Uh, but then again, I, I like depth also. So, so mm-hmm. I would try to see if we can get McDermott back. It was nice when we had him here. And if he thinks that we're doing more than Indiana's doing, make a call. And that was it. My bargain basement was mostly focused on the bigs. I threw Melly and Drogic I mean uh, McDermott and Dragić in there as like additional pieces that could help the team. One as okay. a shooter, one as a playmaker.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see uh, if I have anything to add as far as a, a bargain basement. Well, no, not bargain basement. I have a wild card. <laughs> okay. A lot of you know what? Yeah, let me let me say this. A, a lot of people are saying, hey, let's throw the bag at John Collins. So what you will notice about my list is there
0: is not a single
1: restricted, restricted free, free agent. agent. I know that's why I'm going outside of the list, like outside of the box with this one.
0: I am not interested in wasting any energy on restricted free agents at all. <laughs>
1: Hypothetically speaking, okay, because I'm not either, but hypothetically speaking, what would the name Lori Markkinen do for you?
0: It would be tough because I white, know it
1: enforces the whole white stereotype, but
0: <laughs> I don't even want to touch that. Lori Markkinen can has some game. He's kind of in. I don't want to say he's in the KP mold, but he's in the KP situation to where they can't, I don't, you can't play them together, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either.
0: Like, we're just going to be a layup line at some point. Now, he would be great as a backup to KP mm-hmm. or that spot starter when KP's out, but I can't see them together. So it's been hard for me to get to a point of being willing to offer him anything.
1: Like a six man.
0: Do you think he accepts that is the problem is the question? Because I don't think a choice. I think he wants to be a starter somewhere.
1: First of all, he ain't proved man up man. I ain't even (laughs) he's young and he still thinks he got it. You to say you still think to say I still think I got it, you have to have had it. (laughs) In his head, (laughs) he had it. Anyway. (laughs) I think that's really it as far as players. Uh, TJ McConnell. McConnell? McConnell? McConnell.
0: I'm not mad at it. I I like TJ McConnell. And he's, I'm going to say this thing, I'm going to say it in a goofy voice just because I know it'll piss some people off. He's a Rick Carlisle guy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, uh, Wayne Ellington.
0: Eh. Uh, no, I'm, I don't think it's worth it. Like I was with it as far as like trading for him or something, but Ellington is a guy you get after. I mean, if free agency is a bag of popcorn, like that's the guy that's like the last kernel to pop.
1: God damn!
0: Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about him. If he comes, cool. If not, he can be a colonel at the bottom of the bag. As far as I'm concerned, one of the ones that don't pop. Nick Batum. Nick Batum is another guy and I think I, I hesitated on him too but at his age I can't see him leaving the Clippers situation unless it like really falls apart
1: Okay. Uh, Reggie Jackson no <laughs> not yeah. at all not at all uh, Brad Wanamaker
0: I don't know enough about his game to be excited about them, so I'm going to say no.
1: Fair enough. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: that's it. And I don't know if y'all know this or, or, or if you know this, but I'm not a not a big fan of free agency talk in the middle of the season, but I had already done the research, so I wanted to talk about it on here. Like Griffin? Since, I, since I didn't get it. No.
1: No. <laughs>
0: waste of time
1: oh man yeah that's it okay so uh I think now we're going to take a little break uh I could use that you know what happens after our breaks I'm going to be back with my unsung hero of the week Bibs going to give his forecast of the week then we're going to get the heck up out of here baby we'll be right back so I know you uh you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm gonna take over the reins again, uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, back in 2020 during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start, um, I didn't have any podcast equipment. Uh, no camera, no microphone—you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free... You can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. And welcome back to the Mavs Outsiders podcast. Uh, Getting right into it. Uh, Mind of Reese. Mind of Reese's Mavs Unsung Hero of the Week. And this special edition is going to Jamal Mosley for getting his first win as a head coach, whether it counts on record or not. He got the win. He got the win for the Dallas Mavericks against the New York Knicks, which we always love to do, especially for KP. Uh, well, for those of us who don't hate KP by now, uh, mm-hmm. Jamal Mosley got his first win. Shout out to Jamal Mosley. Hopefully big things coming in the future, whether it's coaching the Dallas Mavericks or unfortunately coaching another team, because, you know, other teams see his talent and would like to give him a shot. Wish the Mavericks would do the same. But anyway, uh I'm going to throw it, alley-oop it, so to speak, to my boy Bibbs for his weekly forecast, Bibbs
0: and i'll catch that and (laughs) slam it home uh thanks for that reese Uh, (laughs) very special unsung hero of the week shout out to jamal mosley just a a real real nigga um
1: I don't give a fuck if you keep this in or cut it out, but I almost spit my beer over the laptop. You almost owed me a laptop. (laughs) Oh shit! Sorry, I'm sorry. Um. (laughs) Woo! All right.
0: And you know how Bibs
1: weekly forecast. Sorry.
0: (laughs) And you know how we do it here at the Mavs Outsiders, raw and (laughs) uncut. So, rolling into the new week, we've got a tough one ahead of us. First of all, we're going to play the hottest team in the NBA. That's right, folks, the Utah Jazz. And that's ironic because it's not hot in Utah. And this is my weatherman voice, so I have to say that. Uh, Utah Jazz just put 26 threes on the board against the Orlando Magic, beat them by 46 points. They're running like a well-oiled machine. We saw what they did to us uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. I don't remember what it was because I blocked that memory out. But – If we're not healthy, we're looking at a situation where Jay Rich may not play. Maxie may not play. uh, KP should be super rested. luca has been doing well lately, but it could be an ugly game. And quite honestly, we might need that humbling. Uh, We'll see how it goes. If we win, then uh, I'm not going to be able to shut most of you people up. Moving forward in the week, two days later, we play the Rockets on Wednesday. And uh, first game of a back-to-back against a team that is quite trash. Probably gonna rest KP there, um, but that team they they have something to play for. Kevin Porter Jr., Christian Wood, uh, they're gonna come out with something to prove, and that's definitely a dangerous, high-scoring team that could give us a little bit of a run for our money. But should take care of business there before Thursday, when we are back at it again against a real contender, the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis just put forty-seven on Portland's necks. Uh, to really take advantage of that Portland loss, we should try to upset the Bucks. We should be at full strength, so it'll be an interesting game. Uh, Drew Holiday's probably going to have the assignment on Luca. It'll be interesting to see how that goes this time, since Luca had him on skates previously. He's probably going to take that a little personally. And uh, Giannis versus KP should be a fun matchup. It's always a fun matchup. Uh, going back to the New York days with KP. So uh, that's really it for your weekly forecast. Uh, back to you, Rich.
1: Uh, thank you for that weekly forecast, Bibbs. Uh, tough stretch for us coming up. Uh, hopefully we can weather the storm, uh, so to speak.
0: <laughs> I see what you did. intended.
1: See what I did there. Uh, can't believe I just did that weather voice. Uh, yeah, we got a, <laughs> we got a tough schedule coming up, man. This is, oh man. Uh, aside from the Rockets, which I mean, the Rockets are still not an easy out. At okay, they are, but still. It's the Mavericks, so we may drop the ball, especially with, like you said, we may rest KP, Luka, or both, especially considering it's a tough stretch we have. And it's the back-to-back with the Bucks Bucs uh, the next day? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'll reserve judgment. Uh, as long as the team shows up, if it comes out with an L, I won't rag on them too much. <laughs> but uh not sure how long this episode went
0: uh we okay we really were supposed to keep it short and i'm pretty sure it's gonna be like 45 minutes at least
1: it's probably it, it gotta be over an hour right we've
0: recorded for an hour but i think there's a good bit that's getting cut out
1: okay all right cool yeah 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 because yeah. i remember before we actually yeah you're right okay so, uh, yeah, that's it for this episode of um, the Mavs Outsiders podcast. Of course, we will be back next week, recapping the week that's ahead of us, uh, signing off for me, Mind of Reese. Uh, we're going to plug out stuff as usual. Um, Mind of Reese podcast just released an episode uh, two days ago. Um, what was it yesterday? I don't know. Uh, just released an episode, though. Uh you can find it on my Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, the usual. Um, my YouTube, which I'm starting to put content on Mavs content, movie content, television, anime, sports in general, uh, just basketball in general. Uh, definitely subscribe to that Mind of Reese on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to that, like videos. Hit the notification bell, all the good stuff. And find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Mind of Reese. let them know what's up.
0: Of course, as always, you can find me on Twitter, at Bibbs Corner uh, Podcast, Bibbs Corner uh, NBA Podcast, which I still need to start putting content out. I've been slacking over there lately. Um, <clears throat> have you seen podcasts? I'm still trying to come up with some more content over there. Uh, as always, the website, bibscorner.com. Uh, if you're, no, nah, I'm not going to do the plugs. I'm going to leave that alone. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll worry about that later. But yeah, that's pretty much it for now. Um, I mentioned earlier that I am going to be on, uh, let me get his name, Matej Sport Info. I think it's the Matej Protect Podcast uh, on YouTube or on uh, anywhere you get your your podcasts. Uh, when I get the link, I'll post that as well. I had a really good time talking to, talking, I learned a lot about the Slovenian basketball landscape, stuff like that. So uh, I had a good time. Thanks to Matej for the invite. Uh that's that's thank you in, in Slovenian. But uh, that's pretty much it, man. Let me shut up.
1: I, I'd never be able to say that. Um, I was about to say something. I forgot. Oh, uh I'm surprised you didn't find a guest to come on so you could review Godzilla versus Kong. I haven't watched
0: it. it. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched any of the Godzilla versus or the Godzilla or Kong movies. So I didn't feel like I should do that yet.
1: Honestly, it's not one of those movies where you have to watch the previous ones to (laughs) really enjoy it. I believe you. But that's that's actually shocking that you didn't see it. Uh, Did you see the Space Jam trailer? I did see the Space
0: Jam trailer. Um, obviously not a huge LeBron fan, but it looks like it's gonna be good for the kids. It looks like it's gonna be good for the kids.
1: And I'm, gonna, Dallas, see it. I'm gonna see it in theaters. I think I'm gonna enjoy it. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Uh signing off for Mond of Reese and Bibbs Corner. That's it for this edition of the Mass Outsiders podcast. We will see you next week. Outside of the symbol.
0: No, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I don't
1: care. That's my I don't care. That's my new outro. <laughs>
0: Peace.